0: spirit of the living God, this morning we look up to you. You are the spirit of grace and supplications. You are our helper, our comforter, our advocate, our counselor. We need you this morning, so we ask you that you will come and take absolute control. This morning I decree that you may increase Where will we go because you have eternal words? This morning, I pray that you will bless every person that will hear my voice. I pray that, Lord, you will speak to your people. You are the one who can take five loaves of bread and seven fishes and turn it and multiply it and give it to more than 5,000 people. So Lord, maybe somebody will hear just a word, somebody will hear just a phrase, somebody will hear just a sentence, but I pray in the name of Jesus that your words are spirit and they are life. And this morning, Lord, as I am speaking, Lord, I pray that you will energize your word and Lord, my God, bless each and everyone that will hear my voice. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that you will take hold of my tongue. And Lord, speak to me, speak to your people in the mighty name of Jesus. We have prayed this morning. Good morning, church. Good morning, everyone that is listening to me, wherever you are watching from, wherever you are, I want you to pay attention to God. In the mighty name of Jesus, because I believe when God speaks, there is always power and there is transformation. So this morning, I want you to give undivided attention to the Word of God. I want to talk to you. My title is The Power of Prayer or Tremendous Power in Prayer. Why am I talking about prayer? Because I know that the season that we are in, we have to pray all the time. But we are in the season that prayer should be a priority in your life and in my life. Pastor Sam is preaching, teaching us about leadership. And if we are raising leaders in this church, especially Dominion Center, then leaders supposed to be leaders of prayer. And when I'm talking about leaders, maybe your eyes and your mind will go to the fivefold ministry. Straight away, when we talk about leaders, you will think about the pastor, the prophet, the teacher, the apostle, the evangelist. But when we talk about leader, I'm talking to the father, I'm talking to the mother, I'm talking to the manager, I'm talking to the student, I'm talking to my sister, I'm talking to you, my brother. Because we are all leaders. If you are a mother, you are leading your children. If you are a father, you are leading your children. If you are a worker, you are leading somebody. One way or the other, we are all leaders. And even if you are not leading anybody, you are leading yourself. And for us to do well, for us to go higher in the things that God has called us to do, and even in our personal lives, we have to be prayerful. Prayer must take priority in our day-to-day life. Prayer is supposed to not be Sunday alone. Some people, they will never pray except Sunday morning because Sunday is a special day. But I'm here to tell you the Bible says that pray without ceasing. In First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing, in everything by prayer, hallelujah, supplication. With thanksgiving, your request will be known unto God. The Bible says that the prayer is the will of God concerning you and I. So it's the will of God for every believer to pray. Prayer is very, very important. Jesus Christ, we know Jesus as a a very loving God. He came to save mankind. He died for you and I. You will see Jesus in the Bible, you know, with children. We'll sit down on the floor with children. What a lovely poster. We see Jesus who will spend time with the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. Jesus loved every time, you know, giving his time and his way for people. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed because God was with him. He loved people, so he was healing. Jesus is the one who said that the purpose of my coming is to destroy the works of the enemy. He came to love us. But the same Jesus, when you read Matthew chapter 21, verse 13, the Bible says that he entered into Jerusalem. But before he went to Jerusalem, the temple, people were praising him, saying Sanah, they were worshiping him. They were talking, is it not the son of David? But we did not hear anything from Jesus' mouth. And straight away, the Bible says that he went to the temple. And when he went, he saw that people were in the temple. They were selling and they were buying. They were doing business. He didn't ask them anything. He didn't say anything straight away. The Bible says that he overthrew everything. The money changers and those who were selling bears and things like that. He was very angry. is it not the same Jesus who is loving? is it not the same Jesus who was healing? Why is it that Jesus was so furious and so angry? Because people were selling in the church. But he made a profound statement and said that this house is my father's house. And my father's house is called the house of prayer to all nations. But you have turned it; the use to something else. So that is why he was not happy. You have become thieves. You have changed the use of my father's house. Where prayer is supposed to be the name, the house of God, supposed to be people will come and see that we are worshiping, we are praying, we are doing deliverance, hallelujah. We are praying for the sick. We are teaching the word of God, but you have changed it. And so Jesus was very angry. And as we see Jesus, when we go through the New Testament, the Bible says that Jesus early in the morning, in Mark chapter 1 verse 35, early before the dawn, Jesus Christ will come to the mountains and go and seek the face of God. Jesus was a man of prayer. And I'm talking about when he has this body like you and I, in his early ministry, that's what he was doing. Very busy man at that time. But he gave attention to prayer because he saw, he knew the power, the tremendous power in prayer. So he didn't joke with prayer at all. He didn't have a choice that today if I feel like I will pray. But he saw prayer as a priority. He saw that he needs to talk to the Father. Because if anything, anything will happen in his life and ministry, it has to come from the Father. So we can see that some of the statements he made, he said that I do nothing except I see my Father doing. I say nothing. Anything I do is not from me. The source is from somewhere. And that is the power of prayer. And I believe, you know, I'm not here to bash on anybody. But to our age, and this time you see what is going on. People are selling the gospel. You know, when you you go on social media, people are asking for big money. You know, give me this. The other time I had an email from somebody telling me that he has a prophecy for me. So if I can sell $100. And I said to myself, this man doesn't know who he is um, um, uh, talking to. Why do I have to give money? I can give money. But I don't have to give money because you have to prophesy to me. And because now people are so desperate, they don't know what to do. So abuse is everywhere. In Acts chapter 6 verse 4, the disciples were very, very, very busy. But they sat down and realize that, listen, we have so many things to do, but prayer and the word of God must take preeminence. So there are certain things that other people should do so that we will focus on prayer and the word of God. Prayer is very, very, very important in your life. If you are going to survive, if you are going to do well as a Christian, if you want to walk and see the glory of God, if you want to radiate the beauty and the glory and the power and the authority of God, then you have to put prayer where it's supposed to be. Paul was encouraging the church to pray. He said, first of everything, prayer and supplication and thanksgiving be made to all, for all men. Prayer is very important in our lives and prayer is very very powerful and i'm here to tell you that prayer is not meant for sunday and wednesday alone prayer is supposed to be every day if you know god as your father if you know him as your creator if you know him as your giver if you know him as the one who put you on this planet and he he has a sermon for your life then you cannot do without prayer. Prayer must be something that you love to do. There is power in prayer. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, Pray with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto with perseverance for all saints. Pray with all prayer. There are different kinds of prayer. Pray and watch. Is the engine room of the church. Show me a Christian who is prayerless, and I will show you a Christian who is about to lose out. If there is anything that the enemy wants to rob from us, it's our prayer life. The enemy wants to rob us from our prayer. So we know at times it will bring certain things that are not necessary. Have you realized that the time you have to pray is the time that you want to do something else? We used to pray three hours, four hours. I remember when we were in Edmonton. Every Friday, there is an all night. We start from 11.30 to 5. But there was excitement, there was energy, there was passion. Hallelujah to do it. And now even when you call for all night, people are struggling. Why? Because day by day, the enemy knows that where, that's where our supreme power comes from. He knows that, that's where our authority comes from. He knows that where, that's where our source of grace comes from. So he will do everything to rob you from your worship life, your prayer life. So when it comes to prayer, it looks like something is happening that we cannot pray. But this morning I came to expose the tricks of the enemy. No matter what he does, the church is triumphant, the church is going on. We are in the time that I believe God is going to raise the remnant. People will come and say that it does not matter what is happening. We believe in prayer, we believe that God hears prayer. Jeremiah 33 verse 3, call on me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that you are not aware of. Things that are hindering, you know, the enemy is covering. I will show it to you. In the place of prayer is the place of revelation. I'm calling forth that this is the time that mama pray, father pray, husband pray, wife pray, student pray, university student pray, children pray. Because prayer... It's powerful. If you are a very prayerful person and you believe in prayer and you know the power of prayer, the enemy is afraid of you. But this morning, what I want to do, what the Lord was laying on my heart, I want to start by saying, first of all, the reason why gradually people have lost interest in prayer is that when you read James chapter 5, Verse 16, he talks about amplified, The heartfelt, you know, a, a earnest prayer of the righteous man or man or woman meant tremendous power dynamic in its working. So there is power in prayer. F- effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man makes tremendous power dynamic in its working. So when we pray effective prayer, there is power in it. So it means the opposite. Now, at times, even if you go to a prayer house, you don't feel like praying because of the way we do it sometimes. I believe if we are praying and our prayer is dynamic, our prayer is, you know, standing on the word of God and we understand and we have revelation of who God is. Anybody who will come to that prayer meeting cannot sit down. Because prayer is infectious. I'm talking about prayer. Elijah was a man like you and I. He has weakness. Elijah one time wanted to commit suicide, but the Bible said yet he prayed that he should not reign for three and a half years. And God backed that his word because he was a man who stood before God. If our prayer is directed to God and we are not in double mind, then our prayer will be powerful. Why is it that people are not praying like we used to? One of the things I found out is that we have diminished and reduced and underestimate and value prayer, the power of prayer. Late man's moral says something, where purpose is not known, abuse is ine- inevitable. When you don't know the reason for something, abuse is there. That's what the enemy is whispering to people and telling people that prayer doesn't work. Oh, you have been praying for this thing for 10 years. Oh, we, we have heard all the time, oh, you people are making noise. We are not making noise, we are making news. Hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 11 and verse 11 and 12 the bible says that the kingdom of god suffers violence and the violence will take it by force prayer is the force of your life i want to tell you that life is not as you see life is a spiritual war and if your life is going to go into the direction god has set it then prayer must be a priority when abuse, when people don't understand, they don't have, know the purpose. The purpose is why something is created. And so if you don't know the purpose of a church, you don't know the purpose of husband or wife or children. Abuse is unavoidable. People don't know understand prayer very well in fact we have reduced prayer to the place that you know when you talk about prayer uh, with most people about 50 60 percent of people thought that prayer is bringing your uh, uh, um, shopping list i want a car i want this i want this there is nothing wrong but if you want true prayer study the prayers of the apostles they talk about oh lord Let the the name of your son, Jesus Christ, do what you have purpose in your heart to do. And the very place that they were standing to pray, the Bible says so. The power of prayer affected the natural location. So you can see that there is power in prayer, but you have to know the how to pray. You have to, the Bible says, that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. But the devil has turned the table around and said, that seek all the cars and always are you know, but bad God with, oh, I need a car, I need a house, I need a husband, I need a wife, I need a child, I need a job, I need promotion. They are all good. But trust me, if you begin to go in the right direction, all these things, God is not a man that he, he will lie. He will not say something and repent Has he said, and he will not do it. In Numbers twenty-three nineteen, he said, I'm not a man that I will lie. Men can lie to you, but God who can never lie. When he says something, he backs his word. Forever, oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. When God speaks, he makes sure that it's established. And that's why Isaiah 55, verse 11, my words will not return to me void, but it will accomplish everything that I have sent to, and it will prosper it. The word of God is settled. Another way that the reason why maybe people are not seeing the power, the tremendous power in prayer is that Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, my people are perishing because of lack of knowledge. But it does not end there. If you read the whole scripture, it says, my people have rejected knowledge. They have refused. Not that there is no knowledge. There is knowledge that there is information. But they have refused it. They have rejected it. And because of that, I will also reject them. And even i go on to reject, forget their children. Another translation that they have rejected, so I've divorced them. And he was talking about the priest. My priesthood, they have rejected knowledge. And when we are talking about priests, it's not only the pastor. You are the priest. We are the priest of God. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. We are the priest that's standing and bringing sac- and spiritual sacrifices Unto God, you are priests. In, in First uh, Peter chapter two and verse nine, you are the uh, a chosen generation, the royal priesthood, the holy nation, the peculiar people. God set apart people. God chose his chosen people that he has set apart. That we show forth. We were in darkness, but now he has translated us and delivered us. And he has given us a sermon to show forth his glory. Hallelujah. And so whatever we are doing, we are doing it to his glory. And if we can do that, prayer must be a domin- dominant part of our lives. Prayer must be you know, resounding every time. And in fact, we can walk, pray. We can sleep, pray. Hallelujah. My people are perishing because of lack of knowledge about prayer. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1, another thing, Paul says that, you know, the people there, they have knowledge, but the knowledge has popped them up. It means at times also those who have knowledge, some of them, you know, what they know, they don't want to know more. And the Bible says that knowledge without love, he was talking about food, that particular time, but he was saying knowledge without love to puff you up. It means you become like a wind. It means you have no substance. Intellectualism, hallelujah, is killing the church. Prayer is a spiritual activity. It is immortality, engaging with mortality. Prayer, hallelujah. It's the Lord that that was sending, the angels were sending and discerning. Prayer is very powerful. And Paul says something in Romans chapter 10 verse 1 to 3. Paul says that I bear, I have a desire and prayer for the Israelites, the Jewish, Jewish people in Israel. He says that I bear them record that they have the zeal of God. I pray for them that they should be saved because they have the zeal of God, but not according to um, knowledge. It means they were very enthusiastic. They were impressively energetic. Hallelujah. But they are doing all this, but not based on the knowledge of God. So they went about establishing their own righteousness. So you can see some people, they have energy. Energetic, they have passion, they have their commitment, they are crying day and night. But those who will do it, most of them also are doing it wrongly because they are doing it the way they want or they feel. Prayer is not about feeling, prayer is based on the word of God and revelation. So Paul says that yes, I know them, they have their zeal, I can see they are passionate. Ah but they are not doing it according to information or knowledge. It is important. And that's why I believe that the devil is so happy to know that some of the redemptive people, bloodbots, chosen, precious children of the Most High God, we have reduced the power of prayer to shopping list, me and myself and my house and nothing more. But if you can hear the prayers of the apostles and even the Old Testament, if you see how they revere God, they fear God, they respect God, they honor God, they knew God. So if you hear their prayer, the simplicity of their prayer, but it's very powerful. They have volume, they carry weight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when we say, tremendous power, Where do we get that from? Look at Acts chapter 13, verse 2. The disciples came together and they lifted their voice, worshiping. Straight away, the Holy Ghost stepped in. That is true prayer. When prayer is gauged on Jesus Christ, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, knowing the Father, the one who created everything, prayer becomes. Powerful. Prayer is getting hold of God. And as I was thinking about this afternoon, as I was preparing this message, what the Lord told me, he said to me, Betty, look at Queen Elizabeth. Look at the children and the grandchildren. They know who the the, 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 the queen is. They know the family they are coming from. They are very confident. They know the monarchy. They have trained them. So they have this confidence. Even see the way they walk. But the blood bought believers. At times, the way we pray is like we don't know God. There are certain things. Even when we are asking in prayer, we don't have to ask because we know who our Father is. If you know God and truly, truly, you have tasted. The goodness of God, the unconditional love of God, the favor of God, the compassion of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that because of his mercies, because of his kindness, because of his compassions, that is why we are not consumed. The Bible says that if he has given his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, for you and I to be saved, do you think God is so wicked that God will not answer our prayers? But because we don't know God, We don't know him. It is like the prodigal son. In Luke chapter 15 and 22 and 23, it says, But the father said to the servant, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the better fat calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. We know this story. Two boys, two sons of a millionaire, Where the younger one came to the father and said, Father, give me my inheritance. I'm done. I need to go. And then the father gave it to him until he went and spent everything. And even what to eat was very hard. So he has to join, you know, people where they can give him what to do. So what he was doing, he was looking after pigs. And that's for the pig food he was eating. That is how very bad it was. But the Bible says that because of the unconditional love of the Father, I believe the Father was praying for him even when he took what he wants and left. So the heart of the Father was chasing him. So the Bible says one day he came to himself and started talking to himself. This is what some of us, we have to do. We have left the God who created us and gave us everything. The one who looked after us, the one who brought you here. The one who gave you the position you are holding now, the one who ordained you as a pastor, prophet, evangelist, teacher, a worshiper and antecesor, Ahmosyama. the instrumentalist, the one who gave you the grace and the ability and the talent and the skills. And at times when you get something small, we forget that is prayer. Then we lose it like this prodigal son. A lot of broad bought children of God have left a place of prayer because they were always crying. Lord, give me. I know people were crying for children. The moment they got a baby, they have forgotten. You You won't see them anymore in prayer meetings. When you call prayer, they will not come. I know some people, they were just ashes. The moment they anointed them, now they are pastors. Some of them are prophets. You dare not tell them to sweep the, 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 the floor or the house of God. But look at David, the anointed, some the anointed warrior said one thing. He said, that's for me. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God. David said that I would even prefer, if I don't get the chance to enter the house of God, I prefer to be a gatekeeper so that at least my conscience will be clear that the God who created me and who forgave me and who delivered me and who made me when even lions, they came, I was able to deliver the sheep I was looking for. So there is not any time in life that I will become so powered up that I won't pray, who made you? This morning I came to challenge you. I came to provoke you. I came to tell you that we are in the dangerous times. And it's a time that pastors, there is time, that prophet, it's time that every one of us will wake up in the area of prayer. The Bible says, call the prophets, call the teachers, call the the leaders, call the church. Let them stand between the altar and the porch and cry unto God and say, Lord, spare your people. We are in the coronavirus season that we need prayer. It is prayer. Yes, the scientists, they are doing their best. But trust me, we are not fighting against flesh and blood. Have you heard in the news, even those who don't understand, the term invisible, they said that we are fighting an invisible enemy. Coronavirus, it came to destroy But when the church, the way we are praying, if we continue and we continue and we continue and we don't get weary and we tarry and we tarry and we pray and we cry aloud, breakthrough will come because there is power in prayer. I think when I get the time, I will continue. But listen to this. Then, pastor, everything you are saying, so tell us what to do to have that effective, you know, of power in prayer. The first thing you have to know to have revelation of who God is. The God who said, call unto me. The God who said, talk to me. You know, that's fine. You know, when you say, you know, the the definition of prayer or purpose of people who say, okay, prayer is a dialogue. Talk to God. God talks to you. Yes. But we have dimensions in prayer. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 18, that we may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height there are depths in prayer. There are prayers that you ask God. There's prayers that you commune with God. There are some prayers that you are not talking to God. You are talking to the enemy. There are prayers that you are commanding. There are prayers that is in worship, concentration. There are different kinds of prayer, But all starts knowing who God is. You are not talking to somebody who doesn't understand himself or who hasn't got power. Or who hasn't got dominion? He created all things for his pleasure and they were created. The Bible says that things that are visible and invisible, either dominion or power or authority, everything is under him, created by him. Even when you read Isaiah 40 verse 15, the Bible says that the whole nations of the whole world were in his sight. It's like a drop in a bucket. This is God that I'm talking about the one who dwells in an unapproachable light. No man has seen him, yet he has chosen you and I that we are his temple. My house shall be called the house of prayer to all nations. Apart from, you know, this physical house that I'm talking about, you are the house of God. You are the mobile temple of God. You are the sanctuary of God. Wherever you are, there is a church. If we can pray, it comes from your knowledge and not just knowledge, but a revelation of who God is. Paul says something in Ephesians um, chapter 3, verse 3 how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote. Paul says that he made me know. Peter says something. He said Paul wrote certain things It's hard to understand. We are talking about revelation. After information, after you are informed, the grace to understand, and that is why you need to understand. When you have revelation, you, you have conviction. Nobody can take it from you. Nobody can come and tell me that, oh, Pastor Betty, don't pray in tongues. I will pray in tongues till I die. Paul, Apostle Paul says something. He said, I pray in tongues more than all of you. If it's not good, do you think Apostle Paul will say that? But I don't just pray in tongues for praying sake. But I know the power in praying in tongues is the word of God. And the Bible says, he that pray in unknown tongue, You pray not to any man, but in the spirit you speak mysteries. And mysteries means that you are speaking the future things. The things that are unveiled to you. Isn't it not because of prayer Elisha saw when the, 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 the servant was so confused and he said, we are dead. Look at the enemy. Look at the chariots. Look at, we are dead, master. Because Elisha knew that God, he has a revelation of who God is. One man, they sent thousands of taros to come and fetch him. But because he knew his God, because he was so confident that the same God who has created him and has assigned, you know, put him on assignment would deliver him. So he prayed a simple prayer. Lord, open his eyes. And when the eyes were open, the guy saw that there was fire around Elijah. The reason why times we pray and we panic and we don't know what to do because we don't know God. I'm going to end here because I was going to go into about two or three things. But I'm here to tell you that, number one, there is power in prayer. Because James chapter 16, effectual prayer of the righteous man make tremendous power. Hallelujah. Avail much. So there is power, effective, effectual pray, uh, uh, prayer of the righteous Boiling prayers, fervent prayer, intense prayer. It's not every time people will say, at times people will not even open their mouth. And I don't know if they are meditating, but I always tell people, the Bible says that when you pray, say, so you have to say something. God gave you the vocabulary to speak back to him. There is power in prayer. Number two, for you to experience that power, you have to know who you are talking to. You are talking to the almighty God, the creator of the universe, that I am forever his word is settled. The same yesterday, today, forevermore, the unreliable unre- God, faithful God, the one who says, the one who parted the red sea. And even, you know, forget about the Bible. The Bible is true. But in our own eyes, I have seen things that God has done. So at times when I am about to doubt or something, I just have to quickly put myself together. This evening, if you ask my house, my head was spinning because I've been busy and it looked like, oh, I cannot make it. But I've come to the point in my life, if God asks me to do anything, even if I don't know how to go about, I trust the God Almighty that the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because I know that when I pray, I pray to the Almighty God, the one who is holding everything. Listen, I I read a scripture from Job chapter 12 and verse uh, 10. And that scripture has blessed me. It says in his hands, there is every living creature and every breath of every mankind is in his hand. This is the God that I'm talking about. Is there anything that is bigger than this God? There is no God like my God. Is there any love somebody can show you than God? No. Is there anybody who has the audacity to say that you will not prosper if you know this God I'm talking about? So if we are going to experience effective prayer, then number one, we have to know who God is. Have revelation. And also, you know, I talked about certain things. The purpose of prayer, you have to know, you have to do a research, you have to read the Bible, you have to understand the Bible, because the Bible is the uh, mind of Christ. The Bible is the voice of God. You have to know, I'm not just saying go and Google scriptures and just come to God, but as you day by day, you talk to God, you read the Bible, when it's season for you to pray, it will shock you how the Holy Spirit will download what is in your heart already. Yesterday, I googled, and they said that since March, one of the words that people have googled a lot is prayer. Now, the whole world is searching. The atheists, they are searching for prayer because they know that there is a God there. And if you and I know that we have God, then we have to also do our best. Look into the perfect law of liberty. Look what the Bible is saying about God. Begin to research who God is, not what only your father or your pastors have told you. Become a student of the word of God. you see it yourself. Have conviction. Steady to show yourself a proof unto God. Steady to show yourself as a good husband. Steady to show yourself as a good wife. Steady to show yourself as God's child, wherever you are, so that your prayer will be effective based on the revelation and on the knowledge of the God who says that call on me, and I will answer you. I believe that you are blessed this morning, and I pray that your prayer life will soar from glory to glory, more grace, more anointing in the name of Jesus, I declare where there is, you know, your comfort zone. The Holy Ghost stretch you as never before. Some of you, you don't even have the energy to pray. Yes, children, God can understand if you're a baby. If my son, right now as I'm going home, if I call my son that I'm coming, he will say, can you buy me McDonald's? That's his level. But imagine Vera who is above age. Uh, Come and ask me certain things. I won't mind. I say, you go and do it yourself. So in prayer also, you know, there are levels and grades, And as we are growing, we have to know the God that we are praying to. May the Lord encourage your spirit as never before. May your spirit begin to stir up as never before in the area of prayer. If you are hearing me and you don't have the gift of tongues, I pray that you receive that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I decree upon your life. Let the weak say they are strong, and let the poor say they are rich because of what Christ has done. Pray with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching unto with perseverance. Pray for all saints. I pray for all saints. I pray for you that you wake up and may the Lord revive Your prayer life as never before. Shake yourself, hallelujah, like Paul did where the the serpent fell out because there was fire. May the fire of the Holy Ghost tap you so that you will rise up as never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Dominion Center, we are praying, but we can do more and more. Leaders, we are praying, but we can do more and more. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you are hearing me this morning and maybe you haven't had the opportunity to give your life to the Lord and you have decided to give your life, I want you to say this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me even when I didn't know you. But this morning I want to give my heart to you. I want to give my life to you. Forgive me for all my sins and accept me because I want you to be the Lord over my life and everything. I thank you because I know that you have accepted me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have prayed this prayer, I pray for you, Spirit of the living God. I pray for everyone that has given her her or his heart to you. That you are the only one who can plant them, plant them, my God. In you that the wings and the, the, the tantrums of the enemy cannot blow them away. Lord, cause them to stand firm and give them desi- the desire to know you through your word and bring people around them who will support them. In the mighty name of Jesus, because they have believed, hallelujah, with their hearts and they have confessed with their mouth so they have been received into your family in jesus name i have prayed amen and amen amen before i go you know that obviously we raise an offering and i'm challenging and encouraging every one of you to give your tithes hallelujah We are not ashamed to talk about it. In Dominion Center, we are doing very great and we are doing well because the Bible says that where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. And your treasure can be your money. And I always say that if the enemy cannot stop you to give what belongs to the Lord, then he cannot keep you your blessing. So I want to encourage you the information will be on the screen, and if you are paying by card or whatever, everything is there. But I want to encourage you give, and it shall be given unto you. Why not? When you give, whatever you sow, you will reap it. And I pray this morning that may the Lord bless you and increase you. David said that I've been young and I've been old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or even his seed begging for bread. So announce this over you and your children in Jesus' name. I declare that poverty will be an enemy to you. I declare that the blessing of the Lord that will make you rich and will add no sorrow unto you shall be your portion. In Jesus' name, the Bible says that God take pleasure in the prosperity of his people. So as you prosper, you bring delightfulness unto God. May the Lord open doors that human being cannot open for you in Jesus' name. May the favor of God be upon you that will attract the favor of men into you in Jesus' name. And I bless all Dominion Center children. I bless the men, the young ones, and the old. And Lord, thank you for connecting us together for your purpose. And I thank you that you keep everyone safe. I declare that premature death is not our portion. We will not die, but we will live to declare the goodness of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I have prayed, amen and amen.